Welcome everyone to this episode of the New Zealand Music Show. Today we are speaking with our guest Ian Moore, the, the drummer of the new Wellington hardcore band Seven Beliefs and the lead singer and guitarist of grunge band Dendriga. How are you, Ian? Yo, yeah man, I'm pretty chill, eh? That's pretty oh, yeah. good, that's pretty good. You, um, how was your gig the other day on uh, Friday? Was it Friday? Saturday? The EP release. Oh, no, that hasn't happened yet, bro. No, nah, we dropped our EP, but we're, we're doing our release show in, um, in June. Oh, what's <laughs> up with that? Well, it's because it's like, because basically the whole EP, right, um, me and Fergus, who does vocals, like, I wrote it all and Fergus did them, so we're getting other people to, like, join the band and learn the parts and stuff. So, so like, it kind of, like, the whole thing started off as, like, a, it was like a passion project of, like, mine because, like, no one's really doing that kind of, like, metalcore right now. So we just wanted to do something like that. And then we had up a couple of mates who are kind of into that sort of stuff. And we we're like, hey, man, we have this, like, whole EP written and, like, all this stuff. Like, do you guys want to play live for it? And then, like, you know, write stuff for, like, the next releases with us and make it more of, like, a band effort. And everyone was like, yeah. So then... You know, we, we put out the, the demo and then we were like, oh, we should do like a release show, but we need to make sure that everyone like knows the path and shit. So we put it like two months later. So the writing, so you wrote the whole album? Yeah, so like I wrote like all the drums and the guitar and the bass and then Fergus, who um, does vocals, he did all the vocal patterns and the lyrics and all that. So the, for the, them. the vocalist yeah. wrote all the lyrics as well? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Are they, are they like, thematic? Like, are they inspired by anything, the lyrics? Um, I think it's, like, I don't know. I'm not really, like, I don't really think I should be speaking on Fergus's part, but, like, um, Fergus's, if you're familiar with his last band, like, Nailgun, where it was, like, all the lyrics were, like, real, like, kind of ignorant power violence, and they're way more of, like, a party band. It's, it's a lot, like, it's the complete opposite of that, basically. Like, if you know him, like, it's the opposite of what you would expect. Like they're de- def- definitely a lot more like in depth and like profound. It's like you read them and you're like, man, like he's definitely writing about something and it's definitely passionate about stuff. But like, yeah, I don't think I should be the one to like exactly pinpoint yeah. what his lyrics are about. <laughs> but yeah, no, his his lyrics are definitely like very profound, like real deep. Like I remember because I didn't read the lyrics until um after when we chucked them up on at the Elimination Records Bandcamp, and I remember reading them and like, fuck, man, like these are some real sick lyrics, like. He's definitely, like, gone all out and just, like, writing about something he really fucking cares about. So that's, that's real awesome. And to work with someone who can write, like, real good lyrics and, like, real passionate lyrics is, like, truly, like... Yeah, the rhythm, yeah. the real poetic, okay, the, the, yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. Super poetic. Yeah, that's really a good, good way to describe it. That's, that's a, definitely a good word. I really read... I think they really quite match the sound of the album. The album's quite a raw-sounding album, like, vocally. Mm. The instruments, that's something that stood out to me. It's something you don't hear is... A super super raw sounding albums and you managed to really pull that yeah. off yeah like with, in the digital age as well pulling off yeah like the rawest sounding I, I guess it's I, kind of like i don't know there, there are a lot of like um real good new zealand metal bands and like you know but all the stuff that they're doing especially on like metalcore i feel like a lot of like the new Ze- zealand metal bands and new zealand metalcore bands like you listen to their stuff and it is real like real techie and real hi-fi production and the, I think a lot of the bands we're drawing from, because they're kind of like early metalcore bands, like early hardcore bands, like Zayo and like Seven Angels, Seven Plagues and shit, like yeah. their production's like filthy and raw. And even like a lot of like the the new and upcoming hardcore bands from like America and Australia and stuff, they've definitely gone back to that a lot, which I think's real cool because 
you hear so many middle albums and it's like sure it's like amazingly produced but it all just sort of starts sounding the same eh so we wanted yeah, to yeah. something like real like real raw and kind of like old school inspired yeah i really like it too it's something when i was listening to it today that came to mind was that the no that's sick. is that the intro with the uh, life is beautiful side or no it's just no. Like instrumental yeah what's the what's what's the song with life is beautiful where did you get that uh, from i couldn't actually live that's a sample off the movie um gummo if you've seen that movie it's a real fucked movie i've it's, never seen it it's like this art <laughs> film and it's basically like centered oh, in america God. and it just kind of follows like trailer trash and it's just this like it's, it's just a super fucked like art film because we, oh. we wanted a sample and um fucking rob who um does like basically all the elimination record stuff he was like bro you should just sample gummo and i'm like yeah this is a sick <laughs> sample but the thing about that track though is it's like it's not on the spotify version because real faintly in the background there's like um a burzum track so the copyright's uh, a bit kind of dodged, so he couldn't put it on the Spotify, but it's on the Bandcamp one. Because the Bandcamp people, I'm pretty sure people can get that, um, uh, get it for free or like whatever, so it doesn't sort of get in the way of all the copyright stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's an interesting thing that you chose the Gummo, because I remember when, when Scott and I went and saw Silent Torture Live, they used a clip from The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yeah, they used, <laughs> no. you know what you do, New York, yeah, we're, we're mates with, uh, I, I know um, Aiden and Liam in that band, uh, so I was like, you should do shows with them, for fucking so long. Yeah, no, Silent Torture are cool, eh, like, um, yeah, I'm real good mates with um, Elijah and Liam, they're both sick cunts, and like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, like, they're, but they're like, their whole thing, I guess, with like The Exorcist and all that is like, you know, their lyrics are definitely very, like, horror movie-inspired and shit. And, like, you know, it's, it's very grotesque lyrics because that's just sort of their vibe being, like, a brutal death metal band. But I guess for us, like, we're sort of, I guess, sort of the, not, like, the opposite of that, but, you know, we just don't write gory lyrics. Like, the lyrics are, I guess, as, you know, Scott said, like, they're quite poetic. Like, you know, so it's good to have, like, a sample which which somewhat sort of, like, reflects that kind of vibe, you know? And definitely, like, a lot of the imagery, imagery that we've been using, like, flowers and stuff and, like, all that kind of, like, ties in with that whole sort of, like, life thing. It's, like, that sort of, like, melancholic sort of vibe, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. The, like, even the album cover, you released it on cassette and you got the album cover and stuff. It's got that, it's got this real grungy vibe, but it's not grungy music, obviously. It's, but it's got that real fucking lo-fi metal sound. Well, it's, it's, it's like a nihilist sort of grunge like theme overall is what i felt listening to it yeah i mean like that um because the album art is like um it's actually like the sculpture in wellington which sits on the waterfront which, i was wondering about that yeah 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 so it's it's um a sculpture which was on the waterfront and then we just sent it to um our mate dallas who's like doing quite a lot of like um work for us doing like design stuff for the band and he's helped out lots he just did that and just ch chucked a bunch of filters on it and we wanted that kind of like a lot of those like diy like 90s kind of like poison the well kind of album cover but it ended up sort of looking like kind of like new metal revivaly soundcloud kind of thing we all sort of fuck <laughs> with too. we're it like fuck yeah vibes. like <laughs> that's cool as i mean don't don't like don't talk shit about new metal though, because new metal's actually sick as like. I, yeah, we we all jam new metal. I fuck with new metal hard, eh? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> there's, there's so many great like new metal like revivalist bands happening right now, like Vane and like Alpha Wolf and like all these real fucking sick bands who are just like basically infusing like modern metalcore with new metal and having like yeah, now nah, they're just real fucking cool, I reckon. 
and they're doing it in such a way which it like it's not super duper corny even though the corniness i think is something very unique to new metal which i also love but like it's not super duper corny and it's just real fucking heavy and angry and has those like real bouncy riffs like those seven string bouncy riffs which is like super cool to like yeah it was, like, it's like perfect i've been their, their new album didn't blow with me as much as i hoped it would but like the their most popular one is, yeah totally worth a listen fuck yeah you have to link it to me after and i'll get i'll give it a listen eh i'm always keen hearing people's suggestions and what, like, what other people are listening to and stuff like it's always real cool how did you um how did you get into this sort of music like hardcore right? yeah um basically because like back when i was like 15 and stuff because i always used to be like um i used to be like a mad like just like full-on metalhead and just listen to like shit tons of like slipknot and metallica and like trivium and kill switch engage and all those bands and like the only shows which were um like the only heavy shows which were all ages which i could go to were hardcore shows so like oh really yeah, so because the, there were no, like, all-ages metal shows down in Wellington. And there used to be, like, a fucking huge hardcore scene, you know? Like, it, it was very, like, um, youth group-centered and youth culture-centered. Like, they always would have them at Zeal and stuff. But it was cool because it's, like, you know, someone like me who was, like, real angsty and, like, needed, like, an outlet for, like, you know, teen angst or whatever. Going to, like, hardcore shows was awesome. And I met, like, a bunch of friends through that. And then I'd listen to what they would listen to. So that would generally be, like you know i got real into like um comeback kid originally and like those sort of bands and then like knocked loose and jesus peace and like code orange like early code orange kind of stuff and you know i just went more and more down that rabbit hole and because i always like really liked like metalcore like i was always really into kill switch engage like they were like one of the main reasons i started playing guitar and shit and like kind of like at the gates like in flames kind of riffs and stuff and like a lot of the hardcore bands basically just like take that and just like put real filthy mosh parts and breakdowns and i think it just had to do with like the culture and the people i was hanging out with like they would all just listen to that so like i would listen to it and be like fuck yeah this is sick and so like for me like this new band is definitely like um i feel like it's almost me like paying back like what the scene has given to me you know like it's given me like you know like a social a social group and like a lifestyle and like all this stuff and it's like you know the least i can do is like chuck on a couple of shows like play in a band which is doing the same sort of stuff and like put on all ages shows so like other young people can come who can't go to like you know all the 18 plus shows at valhalla and just like come and listen to some music and get into some bands like get involved like it's, it's definitely just through like shows and stuff it's like how i got into hardcore and and all that sort of stuff but if it was like the thing is it's like if there wasn't all ages like fucking any sort of metal I would probably get way harder into that or not way harder, like just as hard into that kind of stuff. But it was just yeah, that yeah. hardcore was the only one who was doing it. So like, I was like, fuck yeah, hardcore sick. <laughs> Wellington, Wellington, Wellington's got a real good middle scene. Yeah. At the moment. At the moment. Christchurch used to have a real hefty Christchurch. Uh, Christchurch used to have a real hefty um, middlecore scene back in, back a decade ago. Maybe I know that there was a massive middlecore scene around there that, Oh, Christchurch. Yeah, Christchurch has a lot of um, real cool bands happening. I mean, like, Death Metal's definitely been super prominent over these past couple of years. Like, all the shows which I've been heading out to, which are, like, heavy shows um, at Valhalla, have been, like, Death Metal shows, you know, seeing, seeing Silent Torture and seeing Depraved and seeing Organectomy and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, Christchurch has a real fucking sick Death Metal scene. I mean, it's all pretty, like, incestuous in the way that, like, a lot of the members are in 
each other's bands and stuff, but so many bands um, from there are fucking dope. Like, shout out to, like, Organectomy. I mean, I'm fucking ripping their merch, but, like, they're awesome. Is that the t-shirt, Organectomy? Yeah, they're real oh, sick. True, they're true. signed to um, Unique Leader, which is sick, um, which is, like, who's signed to Unique Leader? I'm pretty sure, like, Decrepit Birth are signed to them, and, like, Rings of Saturn used to be signed to them, and it's a, the dude from um, Deeds of Flesh, who died recently, used to run all that sort of stuff. Like, run that whole label. And I'm pretty sure... Don't quote me, but I think Abominable Putridity's on there as well. So they're killing it. Like, oh, true. They're killing it. Those guys are like, monsters, eh? Yeah, super, super fucking sick. Just, like, organic to me, like, super good slam. And, like, you also have, like, Plague of the Fallen, which is, like, a bit more just, like, straight death metally. And you have um, um, Secularity, which is real good tech death as well from Christchurch. And Mercy, who are, like, real good deathcore. And all these bands, like, you listen to their releases and stuff. And even though, like, Mercy are, like, real fresh, like, they're killing it right now. There's so many Christchurch bands who are just killing it and just putting out solid as hell death metal releases. Yeah, don't sleep on that Christchurch scene because it's awesome. Do you reckon you would go down there? Because you got, you got quite a few ties to the um to the underground community of New Zealand, Auckland, Wellington, and Christchurch. Uh, you should... Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, with the heavy scene, it is all pretty small. So it's kind of, it's kind of like, if you're putting, if you just put out a heavy release and you just post in a couple groups, people are genuinely, like, pretty psyched on it. But yeah, no, I, I'm definitely keen with, like, Severed Beliefs to do shows um, around the place and around New Zealand. Because, you know, I've, I've got homies down in Christchurch who I think can't pay to come up here to come, um, come see us and, like, you know, there's some homies in Auckland who are real stoked, stoked on it too. Like, yeah, like I'm real keen to do stuff. But it's just like when opportunities come, opportunities come, you know. I mean, for the time being, I think it's just more so like playing this release show and seeing what else gets offered to us down in Wellington and just like working on the second release, which I guess will be like our first like proper EP because it'll be the first time that like all of us in the band will be writing the music instead of just like me at my laptop, like midiing and drums and like, you know, writing it all out like that. Which I think I'm, guys, yeah. Are you guys, like, right into it now? Or are you taking, like, a break period after that first? Nah, we're right on it. Like, me and Jasper, who's playing um guitar, like, every weekend, we're basically just, like, sussing out. Because I've got my drum kit set up here. And we just, like, we're just, like, smashing out new songs and stuff for just, like, a new release. Because I think we've got a couple of things coming up um to do with, like, Elimination Records where they want um a couple more songs from us. So we're just, like, getting right on it. Because I think it's just all of us are just, like, super-duper psyched to all be in a band, like, writing stuff. So Who runs Elimination Records? Is that... I thought that was you. Is that... Nah, that's not me. Because you invited me to the page. Yeah, nah. I, I'm, like... I do some, like, work with, with them, but it's um my friend Rob, who's kind of, like... He's been in the hardcore scene for a while. Yeah, Rob definitely has, has um a lot of stuff planned for Elimination Records and people will find out in time and it's definitely something to be very psyched about and and the other one is you had elimination records and then you invited me to a dog oh necropup bro necropup that's it yeah yeah necropup um that's like my more sort of thing so like necropup is like what i'm running shows through and it's oh, okay. what I'm doing like I want to start doing recording stuff through, through there too um and like producing and mixing bands so it's it's um yeah so that's why I'm gonna run I mean I did a couple of shows like running shows with like Dead Ringer last year which we'll get to and like I basically um because the only thing I can draw like semi well is that dog so <laughs> so every single poster for like shows I put on it just has that dog on it which is I guess that's cool. cool because it's an icon yeah yeah <laughs> so it's just something so if, if you see that dog somewhere they'll be like oh that's like Ian show 
But yeah, um, <laughs> it, it's like um, I was like, fuck, I should probably just put like a page together so when I'm running shows, I can just do it all through there. So um, so that's more my thing, and that's what we're doing the release show through. And Elimination Records is just like you know, because um, we're on Elimination Records with Seven Belief, so they're sort of like co co-hosting it with us. But that, that's that's more for like running shows and stuff. So um, oh, yeah. yeah, most shows I think that you'll see which Elimination Records will have part be part of. I think will be done with necropop but necropop will be doing other stuff with like other bands which aren't necessarily just hardcore like we've gotten hit up a couple of times to do some like put on some indie shows and stuff and just like do like anything basically so will necropop do um your other band uh, yeah yeah well that's like basically like the main reason i started running shows is because when i started dead ring and no one gave a shit about us so we, i was like oh I'll just put on shows myself. So then I just started doing that and then just putting other bands on. And then I was like, so, oh, I'm actually like running shows. So I should probably... What prop- shows did you start off with with Dead Ringer? Were they just like... Because you had like in your video clip, they were a house party, I think was one of them. Or was yeah, it yeah. Actual- it's basically, um, first couple of shows we did, because we did quite a lot of shows last year. I tried to like get like at least one show a month. Sometimes I think we did two or three shows a month. But um, just like around like the local venues in Wellington, like Valhalla and like Caroline and and San Fran and like them, and then um we got offered by Hamish, um Hamish Morgan who does um who goes under Elbow Drop and does like High Tai Tai Home Wreckers, which is High Tai Tai is like a place in Wellington where he puts on house shows, which is real cool. And we played his first one, um, which was last year. But I think he's done about like four of them now four or five i think he's he's really onto it he, he tries he tries to put on a show every couple of months and they're always real sick and he always tries to put on like new bands which is real cool but um yeah i i chucked on a couple shows last year with the dog on it and they were called like cool bands and whatnot because they couldn't come up with a name so i was like oh well the bands are cool so you know so it was um yeah i think one was like cool bands and whatnot and the other one was cool bands and whatnot to electric boogaloo which just had different bands on it but every <laughs> single band i've put on um sorry every single like um show i put on i've always had dead ringer on it just because it's like oh like this is just a, a good idea to have my own band on my own show because it's the main reason why i started putting on shows but the release show is i think the first show which hasn't had dead ringer on it and it has seven beliefs instead so how has it worked for you because you were saying that um you decided decided to put on your own shows was it quite difficult to get into venues like Valhalla and San Fran? Um, k- kinda. It, it's it's like I would say like my best advice if you're like wanting to put on shows and you don't know where to start, legit just go onto the website, find the email of the person who like runs it, and just like give them an email, like and just ask. Hey, eh? like that's that's honestly like w- what you do. Like people, I feel like people just get real freaked out about it, and they're just like, oh, it's like you know. It must be real hard to get in with these venues. But, like, all, all you have to do is basically just send an email being like, hey, I'm, I'm looking to put on a show of, like, this lineup. And that's what I did. Like, when I started off, I would just email our venues and just be like, hi, I want to chuck on a show. Like, what do I have to do to chuck on a show? And, yeah, like, like I guess at the start, it was real daunting. But, like, now at this point, like, you end up getting tight with, like, the people who, like, um, run the venues and you get to know them and you get to know, like, how it works. And it's just, like, as long as, like, you get like the posters sorted and you have the lineup sorted for most places they're just like super super stoked they managed to do that so yeah like you're you're pretty tight with the guys at uh yeah yeah i do um i I just do like casual work so like um 
every now and then I'll just get hit up and I'll be like, hey, do you want to do this? And it's just kind of a random job every time. So some days I'll be working bars. Um, some days I'll just be like moving drum kits and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. And is that through you doing gigs with them? Yeah, it's just me talking to people. Like, yeah. I mean, Ben is like, shout out to Ben because he's like legit like the coolest, coolest dude. And like the most chill dude who you can go up, up to and talk to. And yeah, it is just like just getting tight with people, eh? Like just going and talking to them and being like, yo, what's up? And being proactive and just meeting people and just like having those connections. But yeah, like most people, when you go talk to them, like they don't bite. So it's sort of like, yeah, it is just like the power of just like going up to someone, just like talking to them, you know? That's kind of what we did with this podcast. I just messaged a bunch of fans and said, are yeah, you yeah. And they all said yes, pretty much. Like, no one's going to Yeah, like, hell no. I mean, it is, like, no. legit. The power of asking is, like, so fucking powerful, you know? Like, just the fact that you just, like, ask something. Like, most people say yes if it's, like, you know, like, especially for, like, smaller bands and stuff. Like, you barely get a chance to be interviewed, so... Most people are just real stoked on it. Be like, fuck yeah, I'll talk about shit for like an hour, or half an hour, or whatever. Like, yeah, man, yeah. Like, even Parasitic Infestation was the, uh, and that Silent Torch. Yeah, Liam Hammond's band, band day. They kind of went, yeah, like Ada McGorry's in that, and Josh's mate, Shay's in that band too on drums, and they're like, just released this, out, uh, the song with Slam Worldwide yeah. and um, Extraterrestrial Gastropod. And like, the this song is like 5,000 views already, and they, obviously got connections to slam worldwide i just asked them and they seem pretty keen to talk about silent torture and cool. parasitic infestation which is like they're both pretty well-known bands in the in the Definitely, community yeah, in, in yeah the i remember when parasitic infestation like um because i remember being invited to that page like pretty early on and hearing their just like rehearsal demo like which was i i legit just think it was yeah. just like a phone in a room i was just like fuck this is just like fat ass slams but yeah like there's so many <laughs> there's so many new zealand bands who um who get their stuff showcased on um slam worldwide i mean like you know i think like that helped really kick off organectomy as well and like i know secularity released their thing on there and depraved it as well from wellington yeah yeah slam worldwide is definitely like super cool and helped so many bands out especially in slam because i guess slam is just like such a niche genre where the people who are fans of slam like don't care about how big or small the band is and Slam Worldwide yeah, showcase, yeah, this yeah. is, like, absolutely everything. So, you know, I, I think Slam is just such a... It's a good community. I mean, of course, there's, like, the, the purists and, like, Slam and stuff. But as a as a genre, when you get to those, like, kind of, like, niche extreme metal genres, like, so many people are just keen to hear new music, which is super cool. Yeah. But Josh, is, you're pretty into some of that niche. Yeah. yeah fucking... Well, you just, like, just find it, like... And Scott, Scott sent me through Parasitic Infestation. I was just so glad to... See, because I, I occasion I look through Slam Worldwide pages occasionally just to see for yeah you know, new stuff. Yeah, and it's good to see because you know everyone everyone's like Slam like guttural slug. Yeah, and, and and that sort of stuff. But it's good to see the smaller bands as well. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a lot of hidden gems on that page. Some of the stuff's real funny though, like real out the gate, just like over the top slam. But that's sometimes what you want. <laughs> that's like the best thing about yeah, slam. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like parasitic infestation starts off with um from the Big Liz show. Yeah, they have, yeah. A, they have a um sample from the Big Liz show. Yeah. And those guys are like the most crack up dudes. You hang out with them and they're so funny. Yeah, yeah. And then and then they like release this music that's gotten the biggest balls on it it's just fucking yeah i think i think with like slam and stuff as well and like a lot of those extreme metal genres like brutal death metal too it's sort of like one of those genres where not everyone is like taking it like the music 100 percent seriously just because it's so ridiculously heavy 
you know like everyone kind of just has like a sense of humor about it which is sort of crack ups you know sometimes there's parts in it when you're like that's oh fuck yeah i'm I'm, when i'm when i say that i'm definitely not being like (laughs) oh, the music's shitty and, like, people should laugh at it. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just ridiculously fucking heavy to the point where it is just a bit crack up. So it's just, like, you know, like, I was working yeah, um, on, like, this Tech Death release with a couple of my mates, and the lyrics, you know, the lyrics are totally, like, about medieval torture. But the guy who wrote it, just he was like, oh, I just tried to write, like, the goriest shit I could. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Like, you know, it's like Cannibal Corpse. Did you ever like, get to the... You know, I'm sure, I mean, maybe oh, yeah. Chris Barnes took a lot of the shit real seriously because he's fucked, but I, I'm sure that um, their second <laughs> vocalist, um, you know, finds it a bit humorous or like, you know, it's all just like super over the top, but in like the best way possible and the way which it is just kind of like super duper crack ups. Did you ever release that, um, that slam project you're doing? Because you do a heaps of projects. I see it on Instagram yeah. all the time. Did you ever release nah, that? Nah, nah, because um, I don't know. It could still come out. I've got a bunch of stuff written, but like. I basically spent, like, the last, like, year or so just, like, trying to, like, get my guitar skills, like, super-duper good to be able to play that stuff. And then I was like, oh, I don't really fuck with Tech Death too much apart from, like, Necrophagist. And, like, that's basically yeah. the extent of, like, my Tech Death, like, enjoyment. And then um the guy who was doing vocals, um he's still like, oh, I just need to write lyrics for the other couple of songs. And I'm like, bro, like, no stress if you, like you don't end up doing that anytime soon. Like, oh, probs come out, like, eventually, but my hands are pretty full with, like, Dead Ringer and Seven Beliefs and Necropop and, like, all this other stuff where I'm, like, it's just more of, like, a fun kind of, like, a passion project which will, like, maybe come out in the future. Yeah, mm. man. Fair enough, fair enough. Because I remember, because you were getting pretty tight on the sweet picking and stuff. That's what I got to the point when I was sweet, like, sweet picking, I was real tight at my guitar skills. And then I... And then like I turned eighteen, and I stopped really not. I don't really listen to much of it. The only death metal I listen to now is I think mean, I listen to a little bit of a bit of Annihilator now and then, and Enterprise Earth, and that was yeah. about it. I kind of got out of listening to tech, which I hate because I don't hold my guitar. Mm. Well, that's the thing is like I haven't practiced much sweeping recently. So like now when I start sweeping, I am a, like real rusty, and I'm like uh like the thing about sweep picking is it's like a technique which um you can you can learn it and it takes ages like to get down and you can get it like but then once you start getting the patterns you can pick it up real quickly but then when you stop practicing like a week later you just get shit at it again and you're just like fuck like you know you have to really maintain practicing sweeping to like continuously be good at it it's not like you know playing bar chords where it's like once you have it you have it basically like yeah yeah yeah. it's it's something which you can get and lose real quickly yeah, man, I feel that. I haven't, I haven't even tried sweeping in ages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those things when you're 15 and you're like, "Fuck yeah, it's so sick!" And you spend the next three years of your life wasting it on metronomes and fucking sweet picking patterns. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, though, like overall learning that stuff and like, I think for me, the most important thing I got out of like learning, learning all that tech stuff is like. Since you practice it all to a metronome, I think your timing in general, no matter what you're playing, just gets so much better and it's just so much easier to play to a metronome. So overall, like it definitely improves your playing somewhat because it's like your coordination gets way better. And I think those skills you'll definitely keep when doing that kind of stuff. But you definitely lose taking like way yeah. too quick once you learn it. <laughs> Recording at home also helps you. Oh, definitely. Use logic or whatever. 
that's what I've been using, and it's just helped so much with timing. Is that album you just released, that EP? Is that is that did you studio? Did you go to the studio record that, or did you? Just um, we did it all at my place, eh? So all those drums are all MIDI drums. Shout out to Superior Drummer Three, and all those guitars just like <laughs> yeah, it's all um all amp sims, and I recorded them. Yeah, I recorded them all at my place. But yeah, I guess one of the big challenges with that is since I mitigated out all the drums, now I have to learn all the parts. I've just been going real um, hard, like learning drums and like picking up drums because I stopped playing drums for ages. But then we couldn't find a drummer for Severed Belief, so I was just like, oh fuck it, I'll I'll play drums. So yeah, I've I've just been like I bought a double kick so I could like start honing down on that real hard and like you know just been practicing all those drum parts. So like that's definitely been like one of the bigger things, like. I would have totally recorded everything, like recorded proper drums and stuff, if we had a full band and we we recorded them all as all as a band. But like, since it was like only me and Fergus, you know, doing the vocals, I was just kind of like, oh, I'll just MIDI drum it and chuck it out as a demo. Because it, it's more so like for me, like the release is like I was just more keen to put something out there which is hardcore and just like make the statement that it's like, hey, this genre is still alive in New Zealand because you know there's quite a lot of stuff about like oh the hardcore scene's dead and it's like what's wrong with the hardcore scene like nothing's happening it's like people you know like trying to like blame on specific things or certain instances and i was just like hey man like i'm really passionate about the genre like i'm quite young compared to a lot of people who are real into it and it's like i just wanted to get a release out there so so for me like i feel like i kind of cut corners on some of the quality on it and if i spent like a little bit more time on it like i'd be a lot happier with it personally but i think people are just real stoked that it's just like there's a new hardcore band doing something which is like i guess is the more important thing so this next release which we're working on i feel like i'm going to spend a lot more time um trying to get better and just like better production and like better songwriting and just like record everything properly was the one for wait, what's the other band Debra. yeah sorry i'm shit with names um <laughs> was that was that that's also studio recorded and like all that production stuff because it looked pretty high yes so so the dead ringer um the dead ringer one was done in a studio because i study music at massey so it means i get the facilities to all the studios so we got um we got some mates and we got um my mate ruben to come and just be the man behind the desk and yeah all of that is um all that's actually recorded so that's real drums and real bass and and all the um vocals are done in the studio there man that that song yeah. sounds tight brain dead sounds fucking yeah. tight man no that was good i spent a lot of time mixing that as well i remember sending like 10 mixes back to like the band and then just like being like oh can we just have this slightly louder or something i'll be like oh man now i've just got to like go in slightly tweak something re-export it send it back and they'll be like oh, could you turn it up a little more? And then I'll be like, oh man, go back and do it. And I was like, that was a really good learning curve for me as well, like learning to mix, because that was like the first track like I've ever like properly sat down and tried to mix. So hey. yeah, man, it's it's pretty good. Oh, thanks, it's, it's really, I really like the bass tone in that fucking band mm. as well. Yeah. In all your music, actually, your bass tone stands out real well. Oh, thanks. Give me your secrets. Yeah, oh, I can give you some cheeky, like, bass, <laughs> like, bass secrets if you want right here. Like, legit, like... It's just orange amps, man. Those orange bass amps are just so sick. Legit, it's like... Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, th- those, those bass amps, like, the way which, like, I would go about mixing bass, it's like, keep a dry DI. Like, I learned this from um, a couple of my, my mates who do it, um, who mix stuff, who he has, like, uh, the most incredible bass tones. So I'm like, how do you do that? And it's basically, like, have a DI straight out of the amp and a DI um, straight from the bass, so you have the dry one. 
and basically just blend them together. Yeah, and and then it just like ends up sounding pretty sick. I mean, of course, there's like you know compression and and EQ and all of that, but it, yeah. it all depends on your mix as well, and it all depends on on it. But like honestly, just getting a a good bass guitar and just like a, a sturdy bass amp and just like taking the DI out of that, like it will sound pretty fucking sick. We're lucky that um, Will, who plays bass in Dead Ringer, also has a really nice sounding bass. So, what bass? He's got a Fender Jazz bass, eh? He has like a wetter custom, like weird custom built one, which we found on like a news. I think it was on NZ Guitarist and Basses for like $600. I tagged him in it because he didn't have a bass for a while when he was playing with us. So we're like, get it. And he got okay. it. And like, you know. It sounded real good. And it sounds real good through like any amp, anything. It's just like a real well rounded bass. That's me. Yeah. Was he a bass player or is he a guitar player that went to bass? Or? He's um I think he started off as a bass player, but like when I met him when I was in year nine at high school, he was like year twelve and he was like the sweet pick, like animals as leaders like guy. Like he was mad into that stuff. <laughs> and he had an eight yeah, string, yeah, he'd like one of his I mean his eight strings and he just sweet nonstop. But um, he started he started on bass, and then I think he mainly went to guitar, and now he's just like gone back to bass. So, but he's like super super insane. Like he um he composes. Like he's um just finished studying music at Vic and composition at Vic, and he like writes music for like film and stuff. And he's just like fucking incredible. I've got no idea why he's wasting his time in Dead Ringer because like some of the stuff <laughs> he composes, like it's just like you know he he's like um composed for like a a full piece orchestra before um for film and stuff and it's just like mind-boggling like how he can do that sort of stuff just, how old is the dude uh he is i think he just turned 23 like legit like a couple days ago happy birthday will oh sure so happy yeah <laughs> yeah how'd you uh, guys how'd you guys meet anyway like was it was it dead ringer first or was it seven beliefs it was it was dead ringer so like i because i used to be in this other band and Retrospect? yeah it was that one and um yeah. retrospect was just breaking up because everyone was going to uni so it's like oh i should just start another band and i knew connor the drummer because we went to like middle school together and he used to, he's always been a fucking crazy ass drummer he's always just been skits as hell just on the drums like i remember back when we were both like 12 years old and he was like would have like these showcases at our school for like all like the music students and like i would be there like playing like this real sloppy version of like 21 guns by green day and then he would be on there and he'd like <laughs> i'm pretty sure he played chop suey and it was just like yo like what the hell like you're 12 years old and you can play chop chop suey you absolute madman like i can barely hold two sticks and play the drums and then it's just him so like and then um i just saw on his instagram story um, he's like, oh man, I'm just so keen to form a band. And I was like, yo, this is a super rare opportunity of a drummer, like wanting to be in a band. So I just kind of took that opportunity and he's like, oh, I just want to do like kind of, kind of grungy sort of stuff. So I was like, oh yeah, I can, yeah, bro. I can get down with that. So then, yeah, it all just went from there. And then, um, I was at Will's flat and then, cause Josh who plays bass and severed beliefs was originally going to play bass in Dead Ringer, but he was moving... Well, he was up here temporarily because he was studying Dunedin at the time. So um, he was just filling in a practices, and he used to flat with Will, who plays bass in Dead Ringer, and we were just over there, and we were like, oh, yo, like, you know, we've been looking for a bassist. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll be your bassist. And we're like, oh, okay, you can be the bassist. And then, you know, <laughs> it just happened, man. Like, it was just kind of like that. That's me. Do you write the music for Dead Ringer, all of it, or... Does everyone kind of contribute with that? Um, it's it's changing um quite a lot. Like for for a while, like um, it was just like me, and like I would come, but it would be more so like I would come to practice with like a skeleton of a song, 
and then yeah. we would all kind of hashed it out and like suss out the rest of it together. But recently, yeah. it's becoming more and more collaborative. And I, I yeah, so like um, we'll like jam out songs at practices. And it's, I think it's cool. I think that's such an important part of like getting somewhere with a band where it's like you can trust your other band members to to collaborate in a way where it just doesn't sound like you're just like jamming out for like two or three minutes, you know? And like that yeah. it still sounds like stylistically consistent with the other music. And I think, yeah, that's definitely one of the best parts about being in a band is just like being able to like jam out whole songs and practices and just be like, yo, we just wrote that all together. So... Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's slowly it's slowly becoming more and more um, collaborative with writing, which is great. Are there are there any musicians in New Zealand that you would like to collaborate with? That uh, this anyone that like there's so many there's, there's, there's so many man there's so many talented people in new zealand like there's there's so many i, w- I would love to do yeah it, it's such a hard question because like so many people come to mind that it's like option paralysis because it's just like <laughs> fuck man like you're giving me anyone in new zealand to work with like there's so many homies that anyone, i would just man. like you could pick one just pick oh, one i can't <laughs> i can't pick one, one because i'll be dogging on so oh, many no, people okay. by not saying like <laughs> You know, I'd love just to do like some like, and I've talked to talked to him about it. But I'd be real keen to do something with Isaac, um, Isaac Lundy, who was in Mishap, um, and just do just do some like fun thing. I don't know what it would be, but he's like, um, for a while he was real into tech dev, and was talking to oh, him yeah. for a while, and and I think you know we were like, oh, we should do like a tech dev thing, and like that's real cool, or like um, I don't know, it'd be sick to do something with Liam Hand as well, because he's he's an awesome guy and super chill, like, and you know like he's a fucking craziest vocalist, but there are like so many so many amazing people and especially like going to uni and like um you know seeing even more like insane musicians you you're just kind of like holy fuck like you know there's so many great musicians out there in new zealand and it's it's unbelievable and i think it's super cool that there is a network for people to meet other musicians and how you can just go to shows and just like go up and talk to these people like you know it, it's kind of insane and i think new zealand's really unique in that way where the scene is is big and there are a lot of good musicians but it, it's it's not like you know like america where it's just like there's so many more people and it's so so much harder to like scope out the right people to do it because you know there's so many people do you reckon New Zealand scene is New Zealand music in the uh, underground particularly specifically is underappreciated? And I think internationally, internationally New Z- I mean, I think internationally New Zealand is making more and more of a name of itself. I mean, with yeah. like you're t- if you're talking more. like in the grand scheme of things, you have bands like the Beths and like Miss June who are touring Australia quite regularly. And I I, I think over these past couple of years, New Zealand has been making more of a name of itself and i think that there are lots of real cool things happening in new zealand which is underappreciated but like net um and like it's kind of like a national sense um you got to take into consideration um how many people are there in like new zealand like six Five million? Six million? Is it five million? Yeah, I think it's five million. Look it up. Five million. <laughs> I, I, think really it's still, I think it's still under five. Still under five. Okay. Well, and how many of that percent? Actually yeah, it's, it's like, like well, well, yeah, it's, it's like well, well, first of all, like how many of that percent of people are people who would go to shows, and how many of those people are into you know whatever kind of music? And it's like it's sort of like to put it in comparison, I'm pretty sure there's more people living in Melbourne than there are in New Zealand as an entirety, or somewhere pretty close. Like it's 
kind of ridiculous. I heard Alien, uh, Henry from Alien Weaponry said something like, like at Wacken, when he played at Wacken, there are more people yeah. at Wacken than there are as a metal community in New Zealand, which is just Oh, insane. yeah. Like, for sure. For sure. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Like, New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, but that's just because um, Wacken's fucking huge and Europeans yeah, love metal. Like, you know, like there's such a big European crowd for, for metal and Wacken is like the biggest metal festival in the world. So like you're bound to get a fucking huge crowd for that. But yeah, like like for for a band like Alien Weaponry, I mean, I guess they're such a good example of like a metal band from New Zealand who've made it in the grand scheme. Quite well, they're like ripping shit up. They're yeah, like they're they're doing super well. headlining festivals. Yeah, they're they're really killing it. Yeah. Which and I think you know. That, Did you hear the new song? Nah, I haven't. Yeah, they, they released one yesterday. I'm not I'm not personally like super into what they do, but like I respect the fucking yeah. hell out of that band, and you know their hustle's insane. But like stylistically, like the music's not personally not, not like not my thing. But like you know they're this they're killing it, and they're definitely like giving a name for New Zealand and like the metal scene. I think you know, which is super. Yeah, and it's like yeah. who knows like what will come out of it and you know who knows like they're also super young like they're like our age like like who knows where they're gonna be in like the next couple of years and it's like you know like how big is stuff gonna get for them and it's, it's really exciting to see a band and i feel like there's like real like tall poppy syndrome and like new zealand middle culture where you know you have a lot of like oh alien weaponry like all this all that and it's like but at the end of the day like you know they are successful and they're a new zealand band and it's like you know that's fucking sick like it's awesome yeah man to, to go back to the uh, talking about new zealand community versus like the music community of new zealand versus internationally how did me first and the gimme gimme's show come about with the i Arena? think uh, did they contact you so you contact them, or with, was that an intermediary thing so with um checks that scream which is the promotion company who did that um mm-hmm. they just hit us up i think someone else dropped our name somewhere so I don't know if that was like any of the other bands playing like the Auckland show or something, but we legit just got message from that, uh, and then we we're like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, we'll do that. Like, That's wild. it was super buzzy because like for me, like it was the first like, and I think the only yeah the only international slot I've ever played for like an international band, and it was just like super super um cool to be a part of that. But the cool thing about like Chicks That Scream is like shout out to them as a promotion company because for every single like band which they brought here, which they've brought so many really cool bands, yeah. they always have like different and like new or like not like the usual pick of opening acts like i feel like sometimes with some promoters you can basically like guess who's going to open because they'll just pick the same people and it's always like the same like one real big band who's going to open for like whatever genre of music but with chicks that scream considering they bring over like a lot of punk acts they always seem to vary it up with who's opening which i think is like really good and gives a lot of exposure and encouragement to new bands so fucking shout out to them that's sick i like that they did that because the international acts are not nearly as common as they are in australia for example and if they give a band like yours who yeah they've really you've released one song right for dead ringer and they gave you the opportunity to open up for the gimme gimme which is an international act that it's come to new zealand they could have just yeah any band was, yeah no it yeah, was, it was pretty surreal eh? i was like really oh sweet. yo someone's actually kind of cares about my band like that's pretty cool eh? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely um it was yeah. definitely real awesome of them to do and it's yeah and again like it is like you see like for example like uh propaganda coming here 
and um, unsanitary napkin are opening for them in Wellington. And it's like, I've never seen unsanitary napkin play. I, I might be wrong though, but I haven't seen them play any other international slots. I think it's a real cool pick for a band just because it's like, who are they like? They're like, it's, it's like, they um, it's just real ham, like, like crust punk kind of vibe, like, you know, just like real punky, super, super punky. And for Debringer, yeah. in your description, <laughs> what's Audio Tree um, for? <laughs> do you guys know about Audio Tree? Uh, no. Audio Tree is, is basically just this, um, this thing in America which is, um, well, they do actually bands from everywhere, and it's just like um, a live session a live session youtube channel which do live sessions of cool bands and a lot of the bands which we listen to that we're inspired by are on audio tree so oh, yeah okay. we play shows and people have come up to us and it's like oh you sound like a band who would be on audio tree so it's like we'll just call ourselves <laughs> an audio tree core band yeah i don't know if people actually read the description so it's just like something i'm pretty sure it's something real dumb but like <laughs> you know oh, no, we, before we were doing it we were we were um we were setting out the questions and can you read what it says next to us scott don't ask. But I wanted to ask. stupid. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't listen to audio tree. <laughs> Why did you keep an infant to that? <laughs> that's, your, that's your homework, Scott, is to listen to audio tree. Go type up audio tree to... and hit subscribe, because it's definitely worth it. <laughs> so many cool bands on audio tree. <laughs> um, do you have any more music for Dead Ringer coming up? Um, yeah, we should. Um, we... <sighs> We always get asked that question. We're like, oh, when's next Dead Ringer coming out? Because we kind of just dropped one single and then we were like, um, some stuff kind of happened, which was going to be real cool. And then we're holding off releasing anything because of it. But then it's just kind of like stuff didn't exactly pan out. So we just end up sort of like not releasing anything for ages. But we just um, recorded a couple new songs and I think we're going to work on an EP, which will come out real oh, quick. Yeah. And um, that'll be real exciting when, um, when that drops. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's dope. I think got everything there. I think that is everything we have. Do you want to do any? Do you want to do any like a promo? So there's a Severed Beliefs release show, which is on the fifteenth of June. Oh yeah. So that's cool. Um, all ages show. Um, in our Valley Community Hall. So it's in a hall. It's not like an actual venue, which is super cool. So the stage is gonna be on the ground, <laughs> and we've got um. A bunch of um real cool bands supporting us. We have Zone Killer, which will be real sick, and um in Cold War. Definitely give um Cold War a listen. Super cool hardcore band from um from Wellington. Just dropped a music video actually. The production on it's super sick. If you're into like Knocked Loose, Harm's Way, any of that, like totally give it a listen. Uh Dead Ringer Wise. We'll have stuff coming out. We have an EP, props coming out this year. Probably do a couple more music videos. Give uh, the Seven Beliefs demo a listen if you haven't already. It's okay. I can say it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's it, eh? Like, yeah. All right. Thanks, Ian, for that. That was much appreciated for our first podcast on uh, yeah, the NZ Music Show. Uh, that could be up for change. Yeah, it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hopefully we so, can do this again. Maybe you'll have another band coming out or something. <laughs> <laughs> Keep yeah, bro. Just like me and my my nine side projects. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet as a cheers for that. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, that's that's real funny. It was, it was, yeah, Sebastian's super cool though. He's a he's a sitcom. He is. Right? Uh, good, good. Yeah, he's super cool.